Hello and welcome. I'm Gayla Jackson, millennial career expert here on behalf of South Worth by Nina for the Land the Job podcast. Today we have a very special guest, Jessie Sarah, who is with NBC Sports. She serves as a talent acquisition recruiter and she's here to give us the inside scoop on how to conduct an effective job search, tips and secrets for the interview process, and everything you need to know to shine as a top candidate. So Jessie, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, yeah, so I have actually been recruiting for, gosh, close to 13 years now. Um, I currently reside in New York. I am from Florida originally, and I've been with NBC for years next week. Excellent. So, Jesse, why don't you tell us a little bit about your career path and how you ended up at NBC Sports? What are some of your day-to-day job responsibilities? Sure. Um, So I ended up here, I'll kind of start the very beginning after I graduated from college. Um, My degree was actually in recreation administration. Um, I thought I wanted to be an activities director at a resort or on a cruise ship, something like that. Um, After I did my internship, I decided that was not the path for me. Um, So I moved from Georgia. and back to Florida, my home, and uh, went to a job placement agency hoping they would find me a job. Um, They actually ended up hiring me directly to work in their office just to kind of be a coordinator and assistant, helping them out with, you know, clients and candidates and things like that. And probably after six months, they had asked me um, if I wanted to move into an account executive role, which is more of a recruiter sales role. So that's actually how I got my, my first um, kind of step and, and foot in the door into recruiting. Um, so I worked in um, agency recruiting for about a year and a half, maybe two years, um, and then I got into corporate recruiting. Uh, a bulk of my recruiting experience actually comes from Home Shopping Network in St. Pete, Florida, where I recruited for a variety of positions from sales to marketing, um, merchandising, but a good chunk of my experience there is actually supporting TV production um, their world there. Um, so I was with them on and off for about seven and a half years total. Um, I had a job working for Cox Communications for a year in Atlanta, um, and then I was offered the position here in New York to support their their um, sports group. So that's just kind of how I got to where I am at today. Um, with regards to kind of my day to day, you know, it, it you know, I'm sure everyone can say this, it really depends on the day. So today I didn't have a very heavy calendar with phone interviews, but I had a lot of paperwork catch up and a lot of resume reviews to do and, and kind of my own passive sourcing. Um, there are definitely days where I have back to back interviews from 8.30 a.m. until 7 p.m. Um, I also support uh, networks on the West Coast, so obviously I have to kind of work with with uh, West Coast hours as well. So, um, so yeah, it really depends on the day, but obviously the majority of my day is looking at resumes, folks that come in through um, you know, our website who apply for positions, again, doing some passive sourcing for candidates via LinkedIn, and then um, talking to candidates day-to-day about all the um, positions I have open and kind of chatting to them about their experience. Wow, that's an awesome path, and I think it's very true for a lot of our listeners who start off in one industry but then figure out that that's not exactly where they want to be in transition. So it's great to hear that you were able to transition successfully and find your passion. Yeah, yeah, it's been great. Great. Jesse, tell me, how has the landscape of the workforce changed since millennials have arrived in the job market? 
You know, um, I think it's changed, I mean, more from a digital perspective, right? So in a social perspective, I guess I should say as well. Um, I would say that, you know, when I first started recruiting, even maybe five to seven years after that, it was all just paper resumes. Then uh, companies started, you know, getting their applicant tracking systems and you could apply through websites and all everything kind of came, you know, via that route. Um, But now, you know, it's definitely more... Um, we find candidates on Facebook, we find them on Twitter, um, LinkedIn, obviously. So I think from, I, I really feel for more of the, the digital and, and kind of social space is, is how things have changed, um, you know, since my time in recruiting. So I think it's great because there's more outlets for us to recruit candidates from. Um, so it's not, you know, kind of putting it back in the day, putting an ad in the paper and hoping that candidates you know, mail in their resume. Um, so it, it's really a kind of a positive, I think, from a recruiting perspective, because like I said, I think there's just so many different, there's more outlets that we can go to find the right candidate. Great, Jesse. Thanks for that answer. One of the things that you mentioned um, was having different um, avenues to identify your top candidates, such as LinkedIn and different social sites. So my question now is about experience. Many college students worry that their lack of real job experience will affect their job search. Do you have any advice on how students can obtain more relevant work experience? Um, Sure. You know, I I really feel that the best candidates that have come through, and and I'm looking at resumes, and honestly the most successful are students who have been able to do internships. Um, So whether something that your school requires. Um, Most schools do these days, or even if your school doesn't require it, um, I would definitely recommend an internship for for a few different reasons. You know, one, obviously it's going to give you, um, you know, something to write on your resume and some more quote-unquote relevant work experience, even though it maybe would have only been for three months or so. But, you know, two, it's also that opportunity for students to um, really figure out and understand if that's something that they want to do long-term in their career path. Um, Going back to my statement about my career path, you know, I would have never known um, that I didn't want to do, uh, you know, my my degree if I didn't do that internship. And and so I I really think it's an important um, time for students to, you know, kind of get immersed in in the workplace and identify if that's something they can really see themselves doing long-term. And I've definitely talked to students many times saying that after they did their internship, they really felt it wasn't something that they wanted to do long-term, but while they did their internship, they worked maybe with a different department who they really had a strong interest in. So, so again, I think internships are probably the best way for students to get some, some relevant work experience before they actually graduate. Awesome. Thank you for that answer. I definitely agree that internships are the way to go. So we've got the internship. We've figured out what we really want to do. We're passionate about it, and it's time for us to start conducting a job search. What tips do you have for conducting a successful job search as a recent graduate? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have, I have a couple tips. I think, um, you know, obviously, you know, the, the main areas, you know, if you know that you are, are interested in a certain company, so whether it be NBC Universal or whether it be another organization, you know, obviously uh, do a lot of research on the company. Um, most, uh, you know, large organizations have information about their, um, you know, structure and their team and just history. So really kind of do a a little bit of of, um, searching on the internet for some more information for a lot of different reasons, but really so you can sound intelligent, you know, when you're actually interviewing with this company. Um, Obviously, LinkedIn is is, is huge. Um, You know, as a recruiter, it's 
it's definitely the first place that we go um, to look for top talent. So, you know, really um, keep focus on, again, where you think you want to be long-term. So, for example, I'll speak to production because that's kind of my forte, but, you know, if you want to be a producer, you know, make sure that you're putting keywords and buzzwords on your LinkedIn account or on your LinkedIn profile so when recruiters are doing, um, you know, then we can find out, you know, TV production just by doing a, a job search or production assistant just by doing that search. So make sure that your your keywords are, are pretty up to date for where you see yourself going. Um, and then networking, you know, uh, I meet a lot of students going to career fairs, um, getting your name out there and putting, you know, kind of getting your face out there as well. Um, you know, especially with, with huge organizations like NBC, I just finished filling a production assistant position where I had 500 resumes just come through, you know, our, our kind of career portal there. And that's, wow. you know, not even referrals or that was searching as well. So, you know, know that, you know, you, you may um, – there could be times where you get lost in the shuffle, um, and it's unfortunate. But how you can kind of, you know, um, subside that is subside that is just basically, you know, going to these networking events and and, and getting your your face and your name out there, and um, and really just start, you know, um, kind of connecting important people who could potentially pass your resume on to the right person. So um, yeah, those would be my my recommendations. Those are some great recommendations. Thank you for sharing One of the that. things that you mentioned um, when you were giving some tips on conducting a successful job search is this concept of keywords um, and this mm-hmm. knowing that this applicant tracking system is out there and it's almost like a barrier to getting the job. How would you mm-hmm. uh, encourage a recent grad to identify the keywords and make sure they're in their resume? Yeah, a great question. Um, what I would do is if I am applying for a position, I would um, – almost memorize that job description. And whenever I see keywords that are constantly coming up, make sure that what is in that job description can be translated into your resume or into your LinkedIn profile. So, um, you know, something, you know, fairly easy, you know, we're looking for, for example, one year of experience working in a TV production or sports environment, you know, make sure that your resume or your LinkedIn profile reflects that you have worked in a sports environment, you've worked in TV production, whatever that may be. So I think the best way is to make, like I said, just obviously not carbon copy because recruiters will call you on it if if you don't have that experience. But, you know, whatever the job description says, you know, make sure that your resume and your LinkedIn profile reflect that as well. Awesome. Thanks for that. So now as a candidate, I've got um, an internship. I've figured out what I'm passionate about and what I want to do next. I've conducted a successful job search and I'm getting some interviews. What tips do you have for executing a successful interview? Sure. Um, Definitely research. Again, going back to that um, piece, do research on the company. I can't tell you how frustrating it is as a recruiter and even hiring managers give me feedback when they are talking to people, we're talking to people, and they know nothing about the organization. Um, it, it shows just such a lack of interest and right. um, and motivation, in all honesty. So really do, you know, and, and by this, I'm not saying, you know, again, I recruit for NBC Sports. Do I expect you to be, you know, the biggest fan of sports and, and understand all of the, you know, stats and things like that for certain players? No, certainly not. But I want you to at least kind of take a little bit of interest and, and say, yeah, I do know that you, you know, have the Olympics for the next so-and-so years or whatever the case may be. So um, 
I think that is that is the biggest piece. Um, two, uh, again, review that job description and make sure that you are hitting under the responsibilities or under the requirements that are in that posting. Make sure they are hitting each one of those bullet points when you're sp speaking to the recruiter. Typically, a recruiter is going to go through those those uh, requirements in some way, shape, or form. So just, again, be really familiar with that job description so you can make sure that when they hang up that phone, they know that you meet all of those bullet points. Um, you know, and, and silly things like, you know, don't be distracted. You know, it's, 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 again, really uh, tough for us as recruiters, um, you know, if you're sitting in a really loud, you know, room or you hear, a dog barking in the background, you know, if you're going to be at your home, like kind of lock yourself in your room, make sure it's a quiet space because it can be really distracting. Um, and also be prepared to ask questions. I, I really like it when um, candidates have some questions just about the organization or the culture. Um, you know, again, it doesn't have to be you know, shattering questions, but I think that really just shows your interest in learning more about the organization or the position, whatever it may be, um, that you took some time to think about some questions as well. Excellent. That was a really good tip. Thank you so much for sharing that. So speaking of the interview, how do you assess if a candidate is a good fit? Do you have a magic question or a series of magic questions that help you identify the right candidate? Um, you know, I have been using my same interview guide, I would say, for probably the last seven years. However, with that being said, I definitely tweak it each candidate or each position that I'm recruiting for. Um, you know, some of the magic questions are, you know, some of the feel-good things. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm here to, you know, kind of, you know, identify if, if I think you'd be a good culture fit or if you have a good personality, you know, if you meet the, the basic requirements for the role. You know, obviously when the candidate were to speak with a hiring manager, they're definitely going to get down and dirty with, you know exactly what the role um, is, is expecting out of the person and what you know um, that person's career path may look like and that sort of thing so really in my call uh, some of the magic questions for me are you know what gets you, what got you excited about this position um, what are some of the reasons done in the organization um, why do you think you would be a good fit for this role so um, those are typically some of my few favorite questions because I think that you can really find out a lot about a candidate and, and just asking those those few questions. Um, again, they we like a lot of kind of the feel-good stuff. We work in HR. That's kind of what we're all about. So um, if we can get that really positive vibe and we think that you'd be a great fit for the organization, then, you know, as long as requirements, nine times out of ten, we're going to send you over to the hiring manager, um, and then obviously they'll get into the more kind of technical aspects of the position. So, um yeah, those would be a, a few different questions that I typically ask. Wow, Jesse, thanks for all of that good information. I hope our listeners are taking notes because that's some really great feedback and some really great questions that they can practice as they get ready for the interview. So one quick question that comes up a lot when I'm working with clients and um, talking to different um, recent grads is, do candidates' social media accounts really matter when they're applying for a job? If so, what do you look for in their social media profiles, and how does that impact the interview process? Sure. You know, in my experience, the only time that their 
social media profiles will affect a job or we actually look at those things in great detail is if it's pertinent to the position. So, you know, if I'm hiring a social media manager or a digital producer, um, you know, certainly I'm going to look into, you know, Facebook and Twitter and see how many followers, followers they have and see what sort of posts that they're putting up there. You know, obviously we will not judge on unpersonal things, um, but, you know, really it's just to kind of get an idea, again, if it pertains to the position, your writing style and, you know, how you try to attract people to like your comments or, you know, retweet, whatever the case may be. So, um, you know, so for those positions, again, it's something that I would look for is obviously creativity, um, you know, how many people actually respond to what you have to, to comment on and that sort of thing. So um, so I don't really have a, a long answer for this one, but really it depends on the position. And in my personal experience, it's just um, as, as long as it's, uh, you know, relevant to the role, that's typically when we dive into um, folks' social media accounts. Excellent. Great. So what are the top three qualities of an outstanding candidate? Oh, um, wow. Top three. I could probably go on and on, but um, <laughs> I might say, you know, um, a, a couple of things. So I think that certainly their internship um, is something that I'm, I'm going to look for um, for a few different reasons, you know, especially for folks who have the opportunity to do an internship while still attending classes, um, you know, and, and, and most internships, you know, depending upon what they are, you know, if it's during the spring or the fall, we know that you're only going to be available for a certain amount of hours. So if you're able to do that, that really shows us that you're able to balance you know, work life, um, which is really great. We understand and we're very aware of, of how difficult school is these days and, and it's just hard balancing that along with your personal life, but then putting an internship on top of that. Um, and if you're successful that, again, we really feel that that's a good way to kind of judge um, someone's work ethic. Um, you know, their presentation. Uh, so me sitting in New York, I don't get to do a lot of face-to-face -face interviews. However, we do um, video interviews, Skypes and things like that. And then obviously the hiring managers will do face-to-face -face interviews. So, you know, how you present yourself obviously in that interview is extremely important. Um, you know, I always say overdress for for the for the occasion if, if you feel that it's a more casual environment. So, you know, if you were to go around NBC Sports right now and you were to, to look at their, our corporate office, I would say half, if not more, of the employees working in there are wearing jeans. But even though that's the case for if you're an employee there, as a candidate, I would still make sure to kind of button it up a little bit more. Maybe if you are going to wear jeans, wear a nice suit jacket. Um, you know, if you don't want to wear jeans, then, you know, a, a nice pair of slacks is, is fine as well. So how you present yourself in, 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 in a professional manner is very important as well. Um, and then I guess lastly is, again, the, the kind of effort that you put in to going into the interview. So the research that you do on the company, the questions that you have, um, you know, ready to ask all the folks that you're going to be meeting with, um, that just really shows, again, just the enthusiasm for the position. And, and I think that sort of shines through if you're to be hired for the role as well. Excellent. That's some really great feedback. So leading into that, you know, what can job seekers do to differentiate themselves in the job search process to make sure they're capturing your attention as a recruiter or capturing the attention of a hiring manager? Mm -hmm. um, certainly how your resume is set up. Um, you know, there are many times that we will look at resumes and if it's if it loses our attention, and obviously, it, and, and, and not obviously, but typically around 10 seconds, 
um, we're not interested. And that's typically wow. what every recruiter goes through. You have about 10 seconds to, to, to capture a recruiter's attention so they will continue to review your resume. Um, so make sure it's not too wordy, but, you know, enough detail that we know what you've done. Um, you know, while, you know, I hire a lot of creative people in marketing and marketing and, and that sort of thing, while I appreciate a really kind of pretty resume or, you know, really, you know, nice font or something like that. Maybe there's a picture on it in some way, shape, or form. Hopefully not your picture. I do recommend never putting your picture on a resume. <laughs> um, but, you know, if there's something on it, you know, make sure that it's, it's again, very, very simple and sort of modern, not that – it, I don't ever want to look at a resume where kind of the graphics or, you know, the font that you put on it takes away from what you've actually done and, and takes away from me looking at your resume and, and kind of getting to know you a little bit more on the piece of paper. Um, so that would be um, that would be probably the first thing. And then, you know, another thing is, is, is the networking. I'll, I'll always go back to networking, especially for students coming out of school, is, you know, once you start making those connections, um, I, I remember, I, I always remember really great students that impressed me and just, you know, kind of stood out among the crowd. So whether it's their personality or their energy when they came up to, you know, our table to career fair, I will always remember those folks. And I always stay in contact with those folks. You know, some folks who come to those career fairs and they're just kind of passing along their resume and they don't really have anything to say. They just, you know, want to know if I have any open jobs. Sure, I do, but why are you coming to my table? Why are you interested? So I think networking is, is extremely important. Um, and, you know, I also, I also feel, you know, not giving up. It, it's a really, really tough job market out there, and, and I right. completely – understand that and I'm aware of that so you know I appreciate people who um, you know I, I'm connected with and maybe I've interviewed for jobs that keep in touch with me now there's a very fine line between networking and stalking and I will always say that <laughs> right. um, there's a very very fine line for that so you know make sure that you're doing it in a professional manner make sure that you're not following up each week hey Jesse is there any new job opens or had open recently so you know the, the, again there's that really fine line but I appreciate people who you know follow up and you know a professional manner and 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 just you know even if it's just dropping a line hey Jesse just you know seeing how things are going just want to keep you know my name top of mind if anything comes up where I don't feel kind of that pressure um you know because uh, again recruiters were a bunch of feelers here so you know we we don't mm -hmm. ever we, we the worst part of our job is having to decline a candidate so um so the networking piece is is certainly an important um piece as well so I'd say those three things excellent so kind of a follow-up to that question, you mentioned the resume being modern and clean and concise and you only giving it 10 seconds. A lot of mm -hmm. clients and students um, and recent graduates will ask, um, is it okay to have two pages? So from a recruiter's perspective, is it okay for a recent college grad to have a two-page resume or should they just stick to one page? You know, as a college grad, I don't see any reason that they should have anything more than one page. I mean, I, I go back to when I was in school, and I mean, I had kind of like a summer job, you know, working at the mall or something like that, which, you know, may, may or may not be pertinent to the job but um, that they're applying for. So, so yeah, for college students, the, I don't see any reason why they need two pages um, unless, you know, they're graduating and they've already gotten a degree or maybe they're getting their master's degree or something like that, then they should have a little bit lengthy of a resume. I, again, I've been doing this, I graduated college in 2000 and I've just, um, 
I've, I've finally gotten to kind of the end of two pages. So um, that's a solid 14 years of experience that I was able to fit on two pages, so they sh should certainly be able to fit their experience on one. Excellent. I'm so glad to hear you say that because I say the exact same <laughs> thing. So it's nice to hear from a recruiter's perspective that we're on yeah. the same page. So Absolutely. our final question for the podcast today is what's the best piece of advice you would give a millennial job seeker? Um, let's see. You know, I maybe a couple things, um, but you know, I, I would say um, – so I'm, I'm going to go back to again the networking piece, but I'm going to you know take a little bit of a, a turn in in the professional piece of that. So okay. um, again, make sure that if you're reaching out to folks on LinkedIn, and, and I have a funny story. You know, we have 70 people on our HR team here, and we we all support different areas of the business. Um, and here in New York, we have about 20 recruiters. So if we have a candidate that reaches out with the same exact message to me and to the recruiter that supports cable and to the recruiter that supports technology. Um, it's the same exact, you know, message to us. It, from a recruiting perspective, we feel that that doesn't really, um, you're not really focusing on what you want to do or what you want to say or what you want to convey. You know, I want to know that you're interested in NBC Sports because you're a huge sports fan or the technical right. recruiter is probably going to want to hear that they're interested in the role that they have posted because, you know, they're a huge technology buff, you know. So I would say, you know, from a networking perspective, just really kind of be mindful of who you're reaching out to, how much you're reaching out to them, and the message that you're trying to send. Um, That's great. And then also I would say, you know, be humble. Um, you know, uh, definitely kind of take, if, if you're interviewing for positions and if you get declined, you know, and it's hard to say this and I get it, I've been in their shoes before, um, you know, don't take it personal, but be humble. And, and, and you know, when, you're, when that recruiter is calling you or emailing you saying that they didn't get the job, ask for feedback and take it and be okay with it. You know, right, um, if they're a good recruiter, they're going to give you some really honest feedback and it may be hard to take, but, you know, understand that that one piece of feedback may have separated you from, you know, getting that job. So, um, you know, for, we, we typically don't sugarcoat, you know, anything. So, right. you know, be humble, take the feedback and, and kind of, you know, perfect your craft and figure out how you can, um, you know, be better the next time. Take that feedback and, and work, it, work it, you know, to your next interview. Excellent. Jesse, you've been such a wealth of knowledge for all of our listeners. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to share the inside scoop and your uh, tips for those who are looking for a job and getting ready to look for um, new opportunities as they advance in their career. So thank you so much for your time today, Jesse. Any last or final thoughts before we go? No, I mean, it's been a pleasure, and I, I thank you guys so much for your time. And, and like I said, you know, to all the millennials out there, Keep your head up. Keep working hard. In all honesty, um, the millennials are, are some of our harder workers. So um, you guys are doing a great job, and, and, and keep your head up. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much, Jesse, and thanks to all of our listeners. Stay tuned for the next uh, podcast. We look forward to speaking with you soon.